0: Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel and I'm Ms. Fitz Tamara. And this is Women Wrestling Friends Podcast.
1: <laughs> this is a show all about women and and wrestling and friendship and, and and homies and joy and and
2: rainbows.
0: This week's guest is Katarina Waters. Yay! Hello. Hello.
2: How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you.
0: Katarina is a pro wrestler who you may have seen on WWE or Impact or WOW. And we are talking Specifically about a topic that uh, Katarina has some input on, which is wrestlers who move into other forms of entertainment, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is not a sexy title, but I'm sure I'll think of one (laughs) when I actually send the tweet.
2: There are some out there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got to figure it out. Um, But first of all, if you're joining us for the first time, let us pass you this digital collection plate. Passing that plate. Please give us either five stars on iTunes.
1: Or... $3 $3 on Kofi.com slash Sarah the Rebel. Because it's a wrestling podcast and it's Kofi. Because yes, Kofi is the best.
0: Correct. It's supposed to be coffee, Kofi. K O dash F I. Yeah, but it's it's Kofi. But it's Kofi. It's Kofi. Uh so I first met Kat at uh, Los Lucha's class, which if you listen to the podcast before, you know what it is. But if not, I'll explain. It is a um a specific class offered at Santino Bros. that focuses on lucha libre, which is a a different style of wrestling from the style you might be used to seeing on WWE. And Kat, not to, uh, hopefully this doesn't make you blush or feel weird, but uh, you, I was kind of starstruck when I saw you without even knowing who you were because, Mm -hmm. you know, you you just had like the ponytail and stuff. So I I didn't really expect to see like a, I don't want to say a famous person because that sounds crazy, but you know, like somebody really well known in Santino's. But what I saw was you were the only girl I had ever seen in that class who was j- just like the guys. Like you were able to do everything, you look so awesome doing it, and you really inspired those of us in the class because we were, we were all new. Mm. And we were not only new, but we were new and like slightly weaker than everyone else in the class. So it made it seem like we weren't as good as the boys. And seeing you in that class was just really inspiring to those of us who were in that class because we're like, oh, that's just not true. We're new and we're going to get there. Oh. So thank you for that. <laughs> well,
2: thank you. And you know what? That's actually the thing that I most loved about um, the Las Luchas class, other than obviously that the what they do is so awesome. The training is so awesome. But just the fact that everybody that comes in there, everybody's treated exactly the same and everybody's thrown in there and they just go, OK, you're going to do this now and then. You might show up and be like, I can't do this yet. Mm-hmm. But then you try and you go, oh, I can do it. Yeah. And and it's because they expect you to just just hop in and do it. But if you can, then it's fine too. But you have to at least try. Right. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a scary
0: class because of that. Because it's like, all right, you're going to do this thing. And you're like, oh, I'm really scared. I don't think I can. They're like, just do it. You you got this. Mm-hmm. And when you don't do it, they're not like, oh, you didn't do it. They're like, Okay we're going to work on it next time. Or here's another version. I'm like, Why didn't yeah. you tell me that?
2: But it's sounds inspiring too, <laughs> yes. because you find you can do things that you didn't know that you could do. Very and true. And then not as difficult as they look. Definitely.
0: Um, so, we there's been other interviews that have asked you about how you got your start in wrestling mm-hmm. and everything like that, so we're not going to go into those kinds of questions mm-hmm. but if you if you're not familiar with Katarina, please look her up. She's got a like a nineteen year yeah, history just... <laughs> <laughs> for you to dive into um but she's she's worked quite a few places um and so with that in mind, we' were wondering, did you ever have a favorite locker room to work in like one of the best environments you felt mm-hmm. like?
2: It's kind of tough because um, most locker rooms are really great, but like, as you know, on the independent scene, you do come across, you know, the same familiar faces, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's not the same as being with the same people like over and over again. Mm -hmm. So like when I first started, um, I wrestled for, well, one company exclusively and then another company almost exclusively in England. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of, you had a real sense of everybody was training together and then everybody did the shows together. And there was like this real kind of sense of camaraderie. Like a a family or something. (laughs) So that was, um, first it was Hammerlock and then it was FWA, which was kind of a revolutionary indie promotion Mm in England at the time. And they sort of, I personally think that they had a big influence on, you know, the independent wrestling scene becoming, you know, what it was. They were more kind of like almost towards Ring of Honor kind Mm -hmm. of style that was sort of a new thing at the time. So um, that was really awesome. And then OVW was a similar thing, but I think at OVW, there was a lot of pressure because everybody was sort of worried about their spot and worrying about getting up to WWE and stuff. Um, So it was cool, but I felt like once I got to WWE, it was still more relaxed, ironically. Oh, that Mm. is funny. You know, Um, but even now, like anytime I go to an indie show, I just feel like everybody's really trying so hard and just out there enjoying themselves so it'd be hard to like pinpoint like a specific locker room
1: well i mean and we were just talking about like you've been in so many places and Mm -hmm. i'm sure you have a uh just literal literal just like one of those lists that like folds out and rolls for like (laughs) it was just like great (laughs) matches but so you know we want people to go and see what you feel like are your favorite matches so what are some of the matches that people should be looking out for for you
2: um well i think that probably like one of my standout matches would be the ladder match with beth phoenix um and that also you know made its way onto the ladder match two dvd for wwe which <laughs> okay, i'm yeah. obviously very proud of right you should be mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that and then again like a lot of the time at um in fwa you know, because that was just such a like exciting time for everybody, and um, being involved in that and doing some stuff that, you know, not to be like sexist, but a lot of girls weren't really doing mm-hmm. at the time, you know. Um, and also, I just really always remember my very first match in Hammerlock, my first singles match, and it was weird because um, I went in there and I wrestled this guy called Magic, and he was always awesome at bringing. He was such a great heel. Mm-hmm. He would come out and he would always cut a promo. And he was a master at, like, talking me down and talking me up at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, saying, quote, unquote, like, nasty things about me, but making right. it still sound like I was amazing. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, so he would do that. And then he would have the match. And then uh, the second, well, it was the second match ever, but my first singles match. Mm-hmm. And it was... An, in a crowd, it was like a thousand people crowd. Oh, wow. um, and um, they were just so into it. I just remember distinctly feeling throughout the whole match, and we didn't at that time, we didn't choreograph everything. Mm-hmm. So I just remember distinctly having from the reaction of the crowd, almost feeling like the crowd was telling me what to do yeah, and just having that connection. And I don't think I ever really felt it like that again after that, but that really sticks in my mind.
0: Yeah, definitely. Those are my favorite promos, what you mentioned. And that's kind of what we were told in the promo class I took mm-hmm. is, yeah, you can, you can talk smack about somebody and talk down to about them when you do the promo, but then why shouldn't anyone care about the match? Right. Um, so the real great, people who could i was told the people who do the the best promos are the ones who can say these negative things but also make it very clear that this is someone you should definitely care about in some way so that's really awesome Mm -hmm. one day i'll feel like the crowd is telling me what to do i'll look for my moment um so is there anyone that you have not gotten to wrestle yet that you would like to
2: Mm. well i mean i guess the obvious one would be tessa blanchard Mm -hmm. you know just to you know, feel that out and see how that would go. That would be pretty amazing.
0: She's definitely a rising star. And that could happen in WOW, potentially in a future season. Right? That's true.
2: That's true. (laughs) Soon,
1: coming soon, guys.
2: And I don't think I've wrestled Amber O'Neill, And we've known each other for a long time. (laughs) I actually, I didn't know this, but I was there for her very first match uh, in the States. And I I was wrestling Lexi Fife. It was like a small promotion. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't remember really much about the show other than that. That's so funny. But that was like a lot of years ago and now we're really good friends but we haven't wrestled each other yeah. yet. So. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Guys, if yeah. any promoters <laughs> listen to this podcast, make that happen. <laughs> no. right? Make it happen, captains.
2: Get and them- you, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's one of that. your one of your incarnations <laughs> one of them. I exist in many forms <laughs> yes.
0: i do think a, a vengeful vixens versus a
1: psycho sisters match Ooh. could be yeah. a, a fun oh, one too awesome.
2: that could be imminent too that's yeah. true, that's true.
1: Well, yeah. we'll get the hey guys you know you know those peoples to tweets it's true get those tweets right. going to the get, get your get your tweets going get your tweets get your tweeters going wait what
0: was that I don't know get your, was it macaroni and cheese okay anyway <laughs> moving on
1: <laughs>
0: I'm sorry guys it just sparked uh, a childhood memory yeah
1: <laughs> deep deep in the corners deep of our brain deep in the brain. corners of my brain um you know and and because you you know like you were saying you've, you've been friends with people that you, you've wrestled for a while and mm. all this kind of stuff what if you could send a message back in time to yourself when mm. you were first starting what would you send
2: specifically about wrestling or anything anything I think actually it's probably apl- applicable to to wrestling too. Just like I don't know, you can do anything that you want and if you have an idea instinctively to run with it and to go with it and not be afraid of that it might be stupid or it might be mm-hmm. hokey but just to go all out and just like anything that pops into your head you go, like, oh that would be cool. You know, just try it and just mm-hmm. do it and don't sort of you know, let yourself be you know talked out of it or you know be scared of it or just play it safe Definitely. you know?
1: you only live once yeah do you feel like like wrestling has helped kind of deprogram a lot of stuff for you that like kind of gets encoded to girls at a young age
2: um i think so not specifically in a in a girl way mm-hmm. um because i didn't really grow up so much with a gender divide as i think that a lot of people here do mm-hmm. i don't know if it's growing up in germany that it was different Mm -hmm. um i feel like a lot of time here you know there's a lot of oh you know girls will want to be princesses and boys want to you know play with swords and cars and stuff and then you know and girls need like a female role model Mm -hmm. to do certain things i never felt that way um i think is when i was little a lot of my friends were boys Mm -hmm. and we were all you know playing cops and robbers and Mm -hmm. with trains and catching UFOs and stuff so (laughs) so I feel like I never felt specifically like as a girl that I had that you know hold me back but I think in general in life it did deprogram me so it's funny that you know you said that because very specifically it did because I always you know actually my first dream and not to Um, jump ahead of ourselves but my first dream was not my first dream but one of my first dreams was to be an actress actually so that was actually the path that I was pursuing Um, and that was also something that I was like oh would I be able to do it am I good enough you know Mm -hmm. and wrestling when I did that I just jumped into it almost like as a hobby because I was like oh this is cool let me try it Mm -hmm. so I didn't put pressure on myself you know in terms of an achievement and so that just showed me you know, that if you really just want to do something, just go and do it and something will blossom. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So,
0: you know, with that in mind, knowing that you wanted to be an actress and you ended up finding your way back to that. Mm -hmm. um, Can you tell us a little bit about um, your upcoming movie or how you got your your foot back into the acting world? Maybe tell us about that first and then we can talk about your movie and stuff from there.
2: Yeah. So, um, So to backpedal, like before I was wrestling, I actually, I did film and drama at university and then I moved to London to like pursue acting and stuff. Um, Then I got involved in wrestling and that really, you know, sort of took a lot of my time. And then at one point I was like, you know, if I did that with wrestling, I still, I could just do that with acting too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually took some time off from wrestling, not so much, you know, plan to take, time off, but I did some plays. And so just, mm-hmm. you know, by default, I, you know, I was taken out of the wrestling scene a little bit. And then, um, I just started to get booked some other places and then WWE signed me. And then obviously that took over my life. Right. Um, but it was always something that was definitely, you know, the plan in the works. So then once, um, I was released from WWE, that's how Come, i moved out to la and mm-hmm. i went okay so i can you know pursue that again so i've been doing that ever since you know i left wwe which is 2010 and i've done a whole bunch of projects that most of them never saw the light of day <laughs> how it is out here <laughs> it's true and then uh, i got cast in a really cool film it's called karate kill and that's on amazon that's like a japanese american action film um so that was like the first one that was really out that mm-hmm. people could see. And then this latest one, Redcon 1, actually was in England because I knew the director from way back when I was still in England. And he, I knew the director actually through wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd gotten on to set up for another movie to do some fight choreography. And he was there and he met me. And I was supposed to do a film with him right before I left for America. But then it didn't work out schedule-wise. Mm-hmm. So we'd been always, you know, in touch ever mm-hmm. since then. And then this film um, came up, and he'd been working on this film for some years, putting it together as well. Uh, his name is Chi Kong Chung. and then finally, you know, it all Everything came together. aligned, and uh, he was ready to he was ready to film. And he sent me a message and said, "Hey, would you be available to do this film?" I said, "Yes." So awesome! <laughs> so I got to go. It was uh, shot in class. Glasgow mainly in in Scotland and also some in England and I was there for like three months oh wow yeah so it was a pretty it was a pretty big deal in terms yeah. of it was the big biggest project that I've been involved in and it was actually had a theatrical run in the UK last year and then it's going to be released on May 7th in the States um well, we have Vo- some good timing on, on, <laughs> yeah, right on VOD and Amazon and iTunes and all that so people can download it digitally. Okay, tell so. us the,
0: the name of it one more time so we can make sure people get it.
2: It's Red 1. Okay.
0: And who do you and play in it?
2: I play Sergeant Kira Page. Mm-hmm. I am a sniper. Yes. I'm in a team of so a team of 8 soldiers and it's a zombie film actually. So this uh a part of the UK has been infected with a zombie, you know, sickness. Right. And we're going in to find the cure or find the doctor who has the cure. But, of course, it's not so easy. So, you know, we fight our way through. And um, then you'll have to watch it to see what happens Mm. next. Definitely.
1: (laughs) You're going to have to check that out because I do love a good zombie film. Yes. Yes. I enjoy the snipers. So that's good. Oh, good.
0: Speaking of wrestlers who do other things yes Mm -hmm. we decided it'd be fun to kind of go through some of the most epic successes and failures of other ones so everyone feel free to to chime in as we we go through these but um Mm -hmm. i guess the first question i think tamara had had this one
1: yeah i was wondering if you think that people underestimate the versatility of wrestlers because i think i don't know maybe maybe this just is my My inclination, but people tend to see just see pro wrestlers as pro wrestlers and don't think about how much other stuff that they do.
2: I think that's true, and I think that's mainly because people don't understand how much goes into pro wrestling. So I think that you know a lot of people see wrestling as sort of a lowbrow form of entertainment, Mm -hmm. and they see almost that word "fake" has still been attached to it for so long. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, I don't mind saying wrestling is fake. Like I'm perfectly comfortable with that.
0: In Sarah fact, kills Katerina off screen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: in fact, when I found out that it wasn't like real fighting, that's mm-hmm. when I really fell in love with it because, I obviously, I like theater and you know all that. <laughs> right. um, but I, I think that people don't understand how much actually, like, you have to goes into it in terms of. You know, the best wrestlers are also very smart, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of A, obviously the promos, because you don't have to just be a good actor. You also have to be a good writer. You have Mm -hmm. to be able to think on the spot. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's actually very difficult. And then also putting a match together and making it dramatic. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you how do you go from choreographing a match that's just some moves strung together to a match where people are on the edge of their seats right. you know i wouldn't necessarily say that i've even mastered it yet <laughs> but like you know people have and it's right. you know it's an amazing talent so i think that people don't really understand like how much of an art That is, and if people really understood that, then they would be like, oh, of course it makes sense Mm -hmm. that they would be good at other artistic endeavors as well. Right, It's something that always struck me when I first started um, listening, because
0: I I was managing my boyfriend for a while, I still do, but when I would listen to him put together a match, it added a whole new understanding to, like you said, just what a wrestler does, Mm -hmm. because he is telling a mini story. It's like wrestlers are people who are able, able to tell like a movie, in eight minutes, Mm -hmm. 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Like that's an amazing skill. Three minutes. Right, sometimes three minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being able, and doing it in such an authentic way that they're able to connect an audience to Mm -hmm. it. Something that even movies sometimes can't achieve. So it it definitely makes sense to me that wrestlers would be good actors, um, except for Hulk Hogan, but we're going to get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, The first thing I want to bring up is I think there's one wrestler who kind of transcended wrestling in such a way th- and that i think in such a way that wwe actually prevented anyone else from being able to do it after yep. him and i would say that is the rock yeah mm. because he came out and did uh the scorpion king mm-hmm. and the mummy too like as a scorpion and that's a role i would definitely see a wrestler doing mm-hmm. like oh yeah we just need some big beefy guy to play this this dummy
1: um just say three lines right then,
0: right just be a keep be a little clicky clacky scorpion yeah, just click for me click, click.
1: um snarl
0: but and i'm i'm in the minority here i love scorpion king because it's a conan the barbarian movie and it's mm. my it's the second best conan the barbarian movie and everyone can suck my dick if you disagree <laughs> with me um i love that movie but i'm sure no one watching
1: that movie mm-hmm. thought that the rock was gonna be but the probably i think the preeminent action hero of the time right like, I don't, I can't think of anyone who is bigger than him and more consistent than him bringing down money right now. And he he was the highest paid actor in 2016. And I he don't. deserves it. <laughs> like a
2: man. Well, but I think too, um, the important, the important thing about that story is that he started off as a smaller part mm-hmm. in the mummy and mm-hmm. then they gave him his own movie because mm-hmm. he transcended so well right. mm-hmm. and because he was so charismatic on screen and right. was such a good actor. Mm-hmm. His charisma is like a a
0: once-in-a-lifetime kind of character, you know, like the Ric Flair of the world. You know, like Mm -hmm. there's very few people you can put in that situation. I think The Rock is one of them. But I also feel like by the WWE creating their own movie line after him, that they've kind of prevented anyone else from doing what The Rock did. What do you think about that?
1: I, I agree. I think even with John Cena, who is your next best chance of getting that kind of level? Because mm-hmm. I mean, they're not a one to one, but like right. John John Cena, right? He's they're they're big guy, right? Yeah, they're they're big forever. dudes. Yeah, and and from a if you look at their their styles in the WWE, they're both good at uh at uh, at improv and freestyling mm-hmm. and things like that, and being able to you know, take the energy of an audience. They are charismatic.
0: Them. Cause the fact that John Cena can come out, there as a grown man in jorts, in jorts. <laughs> and get me to care about yep. his little rap that he's doing. Like yep. that's a charismatic man right there.
1: <laughs> and they almost had it even within, because I think the Marine was the first at least co-produced WWE movie. And that actually did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Then they'd put him in, was it 12 rounds? I do not rounds? know the runs. order of yeah. movies that John Cena was in, and I'll tell. I'll admit that. Yeah. I just remember him doing another one after that, and I believe that was 12 Rounds, was the ones that he starred in, right. and then it just kind of did nothing. And now he's he's done a lot of voice acting. Yeah, and he's done a couple of stuff, like he was in um, the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler sisters. Was it called sisters? well anyways they played sisters and i can't remember the whole whole house were they step were they in law no they're they're actual sisters but i anyways whatever he plays like he has a cameo in it and he's hilarious right um and then he was then he got cock blockers after there's a couple things which looks kind of
0: funny just not like a movie i wanted to see i I did see it it
1: was actually funny yeah Yeah, it was actually funny and he was actually quite good in it um and he gets to uh he does get to body, body slam somebody in there oh that's beautiful yeah
2: well, and- I think I think too though if you put put them against each other like The Rock and John Cena, I think in part. So I don't know exactly if it's um if it's a subtlety about The Rock's acting or mm-hmm. if it's the type of role that he got to play. Because I feel I mean I've only seen the Marine, mm-hmm. which I felt like his character was quite one dimensional yes. in that, you know, it's just like he's the good guy, he's the action hero, whatever. You know, it doesn't sort of give you much scope to where you're like, oh wow, he surprised me as an actor, you right. know? Whereas I think The Rock has done more films where, you know, he comes across as more as like versatile. Mm-hmm. You know? And then even when he did that, um, he did the raw, was it B was it B, B-, B- Be cool. Be cool. Was it the the gay shorty sequel or whatever? Yes. Um where he played like the was it a gay hairdresser or something where he played, you know, specifically against type which Mm -hmm. I thought was, you know, really smart. So I felt like, you know, The Rock put more effort into sort of trying to, you know, become like different different mm-hmm. things and maybe you know
0: which might be what john cena is doing right now yeah. because mm-hmm. you know we all were so shocked about how funny he was on saturday night live yes. and he is doing some a uh, lot a few comedies now mm-hmm. so maybe now he's right. he's trying to do and that's how that.
1: the rock kind of got to transition to a bigger plane too because he was doing comedic stuff and hosting snl and actually mm-hmm. being really great he's one of the like the best the better hosts that they've ha- had in a long time mm-hmm. um so i think that's a similar story of thing and it's and so then you have The Miz, who is mm-hmm. kind of the next level of that dude who, first of all, a lot of people know who he is because of real world. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have the tough enough background. He's been wrestling for a really long time. He seems like he's charismatic. He's good on the mic. Right. He does all that stuff. However,
2: that.
1: however, he is locked into these marine sequels mm-hmm. and um, I've yet to see him guest on anything like Big Show is guested on stuff. He's mm-hmm. on Psych and. Um, he's on a uh, happy right now. Like right. he's, he does, he gets out and gets a lot more stuff right. on average than most people. So I do think that it is actually messing them up. Yeah, but I also think that Vince McMahon wants all of his money right. from wherever he can get it, and he will not let people out to go do other stuff and flourish elsewhere. Daddy, could I please
0: go do the voice acting for Cartoon Network? It's a unicorn.
1: Mm, I don't know. We got our own cartoon. Why, why don't you just be on the, the the broadcast, the the streaming platform? We got a cartoon there. Yeah, it's
0: a camp something.
1: Yeah, camp, it's camp like, me, camp yeah, Vince. I, I don't know. They're just they're tiny. They're tiny and they're animated. It's fine.
0: We do our own cartoons anyway. Um, I also I forgot to write him on the list, but Big E is actually uh, that was a joke about him. He is on Cartoon Network mm. on a show called I think Laser Wolf, or is but, it wait is it Adult Swim?
1: Adult. Well, same difference, but it's Adult Swim with him. <laughs> you know, it's adult on Cartoon, Cartoon Network,
0: <laughs> Adult Cartoon Network, Adult Swim. When you Boom. when you
1: pay attention after 9 p.m. on Cartoon Network, it becomes who does that? But <laughs> yeah. I don't do that. No, too naughty. Um, I watched the, the the stupid animes. I mean, mm-hmm. I love all my animes. I
0: Animals. Um, Andre the Giant was another one from mm-hmm. back in the day who saw a success. I think a whole generation of children grew up not even knowing that he wrestled mm-hmm. because oh. of the Princess Bride. Yeah, it was just, he's,
1: mm-hmm. I love him for the Princess Bride.
0: Right. And then. You go back, you someone's go like, with- blah, 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 wrestling, and you're, you're like, like what? why? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> oh, he was like a superstar. Oh, Oh, you mean one of the biggest wrestlers in the world of oh, cool. all time? Cool, cool.
0: cool. Um, so then I was like, "Well, how, did any other people from back then do stuff?" And I found out a surprising number of them did. Um, Terry Funk, mm. uh, and also Terry Funk released an album in Japan. <gasps> wow. Um, mm. I don't know if he meant for it to be the music genre that it was because it was pretty funky. But you know, I, maybe <laughs> um, Terry, Funk. Terry Funk. He right? is Terry yeah. Funk, Funky. Um, Does magical
1: did, cool, magical songs funky? yeah
0: um hulk
1: hogan was a terrible actor <laughs> yeah all of his movies are bad th- was it the third three ninjas film that he was yes in? <laughs> terrible <laughs> i just don't also i i met one of the kids who was one of the three ninja kids one at a bar like years cult, ago
0: tom tom and i can't remember Cult tom tom and uh St- no it's not stallion stallion's the same as a cult what, was it I, a
1: normal name was the last guy like no Jeff? they all had
2: very <laughs> cool names i can't i don't even I don't, know what it's been so long about. since i saw the
1: movie but I, I but shout out to that dude that i met at the irish bar a long time ago and uh, wanted to touch his butt and never got yeah, to
0: yeah <laughs> he was cute little me was like which one of these ninjas
1: yes he was the yeah anyways
0: uppercuts was his name <laughs> <Uppercuts>? <laughs> boxers rocky, rocky?
1: That's Rocky. why I can't remember because it it's stupid. <laughs> That's right. <why I've... laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, if his name was Jeff, I would have remembered.
0: <laughs> Tom Tom, Colt, Jeff. and Jeff. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> You'll never forget Steven. that. Steven. <laughs> Steven the Ninja. Yes. Mm, Steven the Ninja. Isn't that, didn't Michael Dudikoff play a Steven that was a ninja <laughs> in the 80s? Um, Sorry.
0: What? <laughs> um Batista <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. is another one. Uh-huh. Who appearing is, several times on the list but he i believe he left wwe before he was doing acting am i wrong there you are correct
1: i think uh, correct.
0: and that's i do think slightly different path can be taken in that yeah. case mm-hmm. i'm
1: trying to remember because i th- think he was on a smallville episode or something. chuck chuck so we're getting the same so m- by the way, if you I ever know. hear weird pauses, it's because, <laughs> because we're, <laughs> just, we're like, getting get helpful, helpful things that we're not remembering from our lovely, lovely from
0: Jake Lion. at the Dragon Wagon yeah. radio, yeah. giving us mouthing words at us, yeah. pointing at signs, just yeah. doing his best.
1: Yeah. So yes, he was on, Chuck, but wasn't, he was on Smallville too, wasn't he? Or was it a different wrestling? He
0: was on Smallville, I think. I'm and not going to claim to know been. Batista before he was Drax because that's, that's when sh- I came to know
1: him i did have a oh, disconcerting crush on him when he was wrestling it was oh. all the tattoos and stuff i don't know why it, happened. it did it it worked for me and the belly the belly button pierced belly button with the thing i don't know why that worked <laughs> for me i think except for it was 2001 and we all had problems he was in rizzo's kung fu movie too oh yeah yeah he was um, um uh, uh the,
0: iron fists the, the man with the man iPhone. with the iron fist yeah Oh, I think that's he what was also was.
2: in a film with RVD called Wrong Side of Town. Yeah, look at us remembering all these, I all these things. Batista
0: things. So, I, to your point about him being randomly hot, I felt that way watching WrestleMania and mm. didn't understand myself at yes. all <laughs> because he's definitely not my type. But like nope. something about that nose ring, yeah, just, and mm, he's he and looked he's, like he would be a freaky freak, and I was into it. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> just don't he's know. just so like. <laughs> I think it's like he has such purpose. You know what I mean? Like he's just very like I'm. I'm my energy is very focused on this thing right now, and I'm gonna kick out my leg and do a machine gun as fireworks go out beyond <laughs> behind me. <laughs> 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 and um, it works. It works. It's like why am
0: I into? I'm sitting there surrounded by people crossing my legs. My boyfriend to my left, going, "Why am I into
1: Batista right now? Because he's Batista.
0: Um, <laughs> but why you do- not? Why not? I why guess. Not? But that energy thing might be it because yeah. that was like that one time I was attracted to um Elg Butterface. What's his name?
2: Butterface. butterface. Um, Randy Horton? Randy Horton. What? Um, he's not a butterface. He has a beautiful face. Uh oh, What? No. You don't think
1: his, his face is beautiful? His face no. is what? Listen,
2: listen. He's everybody beautiful. likes who they right. like.
1: We're on the same page. I, I'm No, no. no, I'm no not. She's just being polite I, to I'm you. I'm being nice. <laughs> I don't yeah. Jake. Okay. Jake agrees with you. <laughs> okay,
2: good. you right. Jack- I shouldn't yuck your yum.
1: No, no, no they're like everybody in the WWE is attractive in some capacity
2: it's God's just a matter way. of whether you, you in God's you,
1: way it's a matter of whether or not you're into it I've seen I like Seamus a but lot he is, Sarah but, hates Seamus not Randy, hates but, but like I mean
2: but Randy is an objectively beautiful man what?
1: okay guys vote what? We're, to do <laughs> we're gonna have do going on, on? Twitter poll <laughs>
2: <I'm> just, yeah <laughs> We've he's not... never had
0: anyone disagree with us about him being a butterface. <laughs> I'm so excited
1: what? about this no this is great no we're we this no it's good we're gonna do a poll don't worry Yeah. I think every time, there's probably like five people who listen to this on the regular. And every time you bring out Randy Orton and us not being attracted right. to him, they're probably I th- like, mm. I thought
2: maybe you didn't know what a butter phase was.
0: <laughs>
1: you were like, no, no, Sarah. His face is
0: fine. It's the, uh, He
1: doesn't have a butt. Um, oh. no, that, no,
2: the one time. Everything is beautiful on that mask.
1: Sorry. Uh, you know, I might feel differently if I saw him in person. I, I, I will cop to that as well. Because mm. sometimes... And his character, I hate him so much as a character Uh, that I don't know if I could find him attractive. So I'd have to like meet him in real life. And have him be like a normal human and see if I (laughs) can.
0: The one time I found him attractive was when he was staring at those chairs with lust (laughs) in the (laughs) match with the But With Ray Mysterio, he looked at every chair like, "Ooh, hey chair, how you doing?" And I was like, "I am into it. What's (laughs) I didn't
1: know I liked this. You just need
2: the freaky ass. I do. So,
1: (laughs) so that energy thing might be it. The focus. Yes, we we ship Randy Orton in those chairs. Um, (laughs) Randy in the chairs. (laughs) Uh oh. Uh. So, moving on to people that I find attractive, Roman Reigns <laughs> is going to be in Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, so, this is probably the first, like, non John Cena wrestler to be in this big of a film, I think, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Roman is almost assuredly there because he's The Rock's cousin, which is fine. The
0: Rock handles his, you yeah, know? he does, helps his family,
1: and apparently. Based on the trailer, there's just a whole sequence of a bunch of, like, uh, angry Pacific Islanders fucking shit up, which I am super into. I am there for all of that.
0: Right. For anyone who doesn't know, this movie is a spinoff yes. of the Fast and Furious series. Yes. Um, Focusing on The Rock's character and Jason, whose last name I never say right. Statham. Statham? Statham. Statham. Statham.
1: Right? Statham. Statham.
0: Yeah. JJ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> On our way here, Tamara turned to me and said this movie is like a present to me. Yes. uh,
1: The only way this movie would be more of a present to me is if it came out in September on my birthday because it has The Rock, who I love. I -hmm. I love Jason Statham's movies. I love action films. And then Roman Reigns is very pretty. Idris Mm -hmm. Elba's in it. Like, there's nothing about this movie that Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy. Just
0: full of pretty men. It's like an action movie, but full of hot people for women?
1: It is the magic mic of action films. (laughs) (laughs) And there's going to be a lot of people who are like me and have that weird uh venn diagram meeting in the in the it's going to be it's going to be like i when i want to see magic mike but more dudes in the audience because there's probably going to be groups of chicks like me who are like going for all the hot guys yeah like (laughs) the explosions but also but also but also i don't care about the plot whatsoever are they pretty do they fight do they hit people are there explosions Mm -hmm. i'm down explosions all over the place what what um yeah, and uh, so I'm going to use Batista to go to another category, which mm-hmm. is not the very next category that we have on this thing. But um, there's a lot of pro wrestlers that go into MMA. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot, a lot. That's true. A lot of them, mm-hmm. a lot of them don't do well. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are a lot of one and dones. Uh, You know, your CM Punk. Did you know that Bam Bam Bigelow? I did no, try that. I did not. He, I did not know that. He did not win that fight. Oh. Um Babe, Yeah, uh, Batista is a one and done, but he won his, but mm-hmm. I read it was because the guy and he was supposed to fight someone who was like pretty big at the time, mm-hmm. but he got injured or something and had to be pulled from the fight and so they just got some random person and Batista like kicked his ass. And so I <laughs> I I you know what? I salute you, Batista. Get out. Want to know. Get out. (laughs) He was
0: like, I won. I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: I mostly like wrote down the people who had pretty good records, Mm -hmm. except for Giant Silva, who was two and six. You would think he would have done better. But then he was also very large. And I don't know if he can move Mm. enough. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be a little bit more wily. Mm -hmm. Um, Bobby Lashley was 15 and two.
2: That's way more impressive than I thought. Yes. But Mm -hmm. because I know you also are going to say Brock Lesnar, right? So sorry. But yes. No, that's okay. <laughs> we love it. But um you have to consider that Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, I think were also wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. champions whatever before mm-hmm. they yes. became pro wrestlers. Yes. Whereas oh, somebody right. like CM uh-huh. Punk right. did not train in MMA yes. before he mm-hmm. left wrestling. So then he tried to do in 2 years what all his opponents were, had already done in like 10. Yeah, right. for sure. You know, Definitely. so I think that's what maybe the difference Yeah, is. I think
1: that's what it is. I think that um a lot of the training you do in pro wrestling is helpful but you still need to put in more time than I think most people think like Mm -hmm. you're saying that two years thing yes and and I don't think CM Punk had a like a college or high school wrestling background either so being able to just do basic stuff like you know know how to grapple and do all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff would would help you immensely on the way there so I I, yes good point Mm -hmm. yeah um, Brock Lesnar Shinsuke? Because
2: yeah. I I did MMA too. Like oh like, yeah. I, just, well, I never like had an actual fight, but I actually I started in before I ever did wrestling. Mm-hmm. I did uh, Thai Thai boxing mm-hmm. for like a year, and then later on when I was at OVW, I did MMA. I was training that too, uh-huh. and I was training in London as well. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it's definitely. But I think that like I feel like in wrestling. There's always like some people that come from an athletic background to wrestling. So Mm -hmm. they were maybe they were MMA fighters Mm -hmm. or wrestlers or they were, you know, any other sport or they were gymnasts or acrobats. And Mm -hmm. then they thought, oh, this is a cool athletic endeavor that I can try. Right? Um, Or they came from more the performance aspect, you know, and then got into the athletic side. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I think if somebody who was already before, you know, was an athlete beforehand they would have an easier time trans- transitioning into yeah, it's, it's you know into fighting.
1: Well, and it's like you know dancing. You know, uh, this is not the same, but it's kind of similar. So, mm, yeah, uh, sure. Dancing with the Stars is one of those weird shows where people get really mad if you have a dance background before you go on there. Right. Um. However, most of the people with a dance background are coming from a hip hop area. Hip hop and ballroom are incredibly different. Right. Um. You have to be used to being lead if you're a woman mm-hmm. which is very hard because mm-hmm. i've tried it and it's really hard <laughs> like i you know my- i can do it really well when i'm drugged though i will <laughs> yeah. say i'm just like oh look yeah, at your lit- girl yep. Fox <laughs> yeah. so i like I, happened i know a lot of those basics and i can do it but mm-hmm. like i don't i can't it's hard for me to get lead Mm -hmm. So that's a thing. And so that's one of those, I think it's a similar thing. Like, yeah, you can dance. You have the, the, the advantage that you have if you have a physical background before going into this stuff is because you know, your body, you know, body control and you can Mm -hmm. remember certain sequences. Mm
0: -hmm. It's not so much that. Not like a one-to-one transfer in other words. Definitely. I definitely agree. A lot of girls who come in with an MMA background um, that I've worked with struggle with big aspects of wrestling because in, a normal fight, you would like to not get hit. Right. <laughs> you would—that would be your goal—is make a small target. You know, don't get hit. And in wrestling, it's all very be open mm-hmm. and um, catch these hands yeah. with your face. Yeah. Um. So I I do think, like you said, it, it's definitely not a one to one like people might think it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it turns out there's
1: there's quite a few people. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura is three one and one. Oh. Uh. Of course, Ken Shamrock. Everybody knows mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock, who is you know a legend. Is he a leprechaun? Uh, yes, okay. he's a very, cool. very—he's very live, mm-hmm. um, live. <laughs> good use of the word lies <laughs> yes thank you uh, yeah I'm just gonna I was gonna keep rolling on that but we're, it's okay um, uh, Minoru Suzuki uh, I'm not surprised about that yeah Fanaki oh. yeah Fanaki who's 39 13 and 2 which is very impressive we skipped a uh, Daniel Pruder from Tough Enough yeah so he retired undefeated he was wow. 8 and 0 very impressive see this
0: is what I'm always gonna try to do in my life yeah just like <laughs>
1: <laughs> am, I, am I really great cool I'm just gonna Did fade I, away I'm going out on top yeah woo
0: Woo. Uh, woo, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of woo, let's talk about music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Music. So I think the most well-known one is Chris Jericho and his band Fozzy, mm-hmm. uh, because we hear about it all the time. Yeah. Even yeah. through wrestling, mm-hmm. they, they kind of acknowledge that, you know, oh, he's with this band. Yeah. Um, I finally listened to some of their music. It's, it's of the time that they formed. It's not for me, but I could tell that it's good for the people who like that
1: genre. Sure. I was about to start singing uh, higher... Mm-hmm. <laughs> For, mm-hmm. because when you said of the time i just was like can you take, take me higher. but no it's um, not as it's not as it's not song. yeah it's not the same thing <laughs> I mean, but know. i don't know i don't <laughs> know why when you think when you say of the time i just think of like um iris by the Goo, Goo dolls and right, like various they, things i don't know why it's just immediately it's not the type of music that they do either so i don't know why right, those are probably they, uh, they started in
0: like 1999 and like i saw one of their music videos if you guys have seen this music video um Please also share the joy with me on Twitter. Uh, They're in a cabin in the woods Mm -hmm. and they're like rocking out and something's trying to get them. You don't see the thing. You just see like hands every once in a while. And then the doors blast open. And Chris Jericho blasts backwards with his arms waving in front of what is clearly a green screen, and he's not going anywhere. (laughs) And he travels through like the entire forest this way (laughs) before slaying into a tree. I highly recommend uh, watching it for that alone. You know who had a really great song that I quite enjoyed Mm -hmm. and did not expect to was Mickey James. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she uh, does country music, Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, again, speaking of music videos, had this one song where in the music video, I think it was. I think it was Trish bartending or something yeah, like that. Yes, yeah, I've seen
1: this video too, and it's also a good song. And in the video.
0: So this music video is essentially her, um, her husband. I don't know why she cast her husband for this part. Uh, mm-hmm. Is a no good, dirty man, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all the women end up teaming up to kick his and other men's ass. Yeah, it becomes
1: a very one sided bar <laughs> brawl. Right. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. But her voice is really good mm-hmm. for country
1: music. Yeah, yeah,
2: she's great. I have her albums too. Yeah. Yeah, He's very awesome.
1: it's it's one of those things where like sometimes I don't realize I'm gonna like a thing until I have to research a project. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh.
0: This is dope. Why didn't I, I? I listened to a lot of music. Like, I spent probably an hour today listening to wrestlers' music because it turns out so. We think of them going into acting, but it turns out a lot of wrestlers try music. Mm-hmm. Um, and a majority of them are quite horrible. So bad. But there were some really good And Mickey James was one for me because uh, I was just like very surprised. I think Lita and her Luchagores, mm-hmm. um, they're a punk band. And again, if you like the genre punk, I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, she had the voice for it.
2: Do you know who is also excellent, who you don't have on your list, is Maria. Oh. She she brought out an EP with four songs, and they're really great. Like, I love those songs. Like, I bought it. And,
0: Do you remember yeah. what the album is or what any of the songs are so people can...
2: Yeah, so it's fantasy is, like, the main one. Mm-hmm. And then um, this one off with a head. Oh, it's Seven Sins is what the EP is okay. called. Yeah, cool, check cool, out cool. Seven Sins. Yeah. I'll have to
0: listen to it after the show. Put it's it on the excellent. list. It's really good. There, there are quite a few people because um, I used a few lists to find these, and I know they left off Naomi, mm. who I don't. I think she suffered from the production on that yeah. song. Agreed. Uh, it was supposed to be a dance song, and it was very low key, kind of older dance than what uh, the current scene is.
1: And it kind of wasn't even like. Like if you were going on that sort of C.C. Peniston, like 90s, like beginning of that genre, then that would have worked. But they had this weird in-between production that that just
0: didn't work. But her voice sounded fine and it sounded like she could have been Mm -hmm. a dance singer, especially with, I'm sorry, you know, especially with her background in Mm -hmm. dance and how fun the music videos could be. But I think they let her down on the production side of things. So speaking of someone who is not my favorite rapper, but had my favorite diss track, macho man yeah
1: i love the macho man
0: his diss track to hulk hogan was just undeniably joyful Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a wonderful work of art that should be in museums somewhere um if you've never listened to it just google um macho man um why can i suddenly not remember the title of it um something about a man i bet you mm-hmm. i'm back or you can no. probably just put ma- macho man diss track uh, uh be I'll a pro- man be a, a man. man i'm like i knew i had the word man in it it's from 2003 it's called be a man uh that's my macho man voice uh it's you're gonna love it you're gonna have a great time enjoy uh you're welcome Um mm-hmm. uh, but yeah naomi tried her hand at it john cena bless his heart our truth bless bless his heart
1: our uh, truth and john cena are like those weird ones where i'm like but you actually can rap though like it's not like you're not good at it. You feel like Art Truth can rap? I think that he he can. Like it just it's the style. Like what like it depends mm. on what style he's trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if he's doing kind of more like I don't know, I listen to, to his voice and I just feel like he's very nineties.
0: Right. So that's what I was gonna say. To me, r Truth and Macho Man rapped Pretty much the same kind of yeah. way, which is a, a much older I, style. I can't even
2: imagine them being <laughs> like in the same, yeah, yeah, right? close to each other in the same ballpark. But like that,
0: when I hear R Truth rap, I'm like, this sounds like someone was told what rap was yes. back. In. They were like, they played like Rapper's Delight for him, and he was like, yeah, one to the two and a two to the three. But are
2: you talking about his entrance theme, or are you talking about like I'm talking about his and-
0: actual songs right. that I listened to? I, d- I didn't oh. think they had a, a very good
1: flow at all to them. Well, I'll have to give another listen, but I think in general, he has. The capacity to do so, whether whether the songs themselves turn out well, is a whole other section, a whole other thing. And John Cena is another one of those dudes where I'm like,
2: he actually can rap. I do think it was surprisingly, surprisingly, he's surprisingly skillful. I have to say, I'm on your side. I think that our truth has a lot of potential, and I think his voice is great. Mm -hmm. He just reminds me of DMX when he talks, so I feel like he should be doing DMX style. I do agree with that. You
1: know, like cadences (laughs) on this thing. Yeah, (laughs) watch on. Maybe pick another
0: animal. The, yeah. the dog's already taken yeah. like, uh, he can, antelope
1: You could be like a falcon like we saw at the restaurant <laughs> today
0: guys <laughs> we saw a hooded falcon yes at the restaurant this woman holding her falcon yep waiting for her food yep we were like is that your your comfort falcon yeah like is
2: that like who has what? it's a service animal a service yeah. animal it
1: has to get the mice for you I, and it's also a great deterrent because you can train it to if somebody's catcalling you, you can train it to go peck its eyes out.
2: <gasps> Fly. I don't think
1: that's legal. Hey. <laughs> I mean, listen. As so long as you don't admit it, it's I fine. don't think
0: it's legal to bring a hooded falcon into a restaurant.
1: Mm. What if I had a dander allergy? And I really think that falcon was looking at us when it left. I think uh, it knew. Well, we you were kept at trying it. to speak no, its I, language. No, well, I, I didn't actually speak it, but I very, Ca-caw. I was yes, I was very tempted to be like. Ca-caw. Even though that's not what Falcons sound like.
0: Wouldn't it be hilarious if it had just flown off and slammed right into us? Um, Jeff Hardy mm. actually puts out music, like, still puts out music. I cannot pronounce the band he was in because this got all sorts of. Paroxyogen? 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 Why again? Uh, anyway, point is, I don't like it at all. <laughs> I hated it. I listened to a few uh, songs and it wasn't for me, but it seemed to go with him and yep. his style very well. <laughs> so I'm sure if you like Jeff Hardy you will like it. Uh, um, there's
1: that Vince McMahon thing that you shared oh, with me which yeah. is I'm going to uh, don't worry guys I'm going to write a full article dissecting this performance and this song that's going to be coming up soon because yes. it's necessary.
0: Um Vince McMahon it's if you've never seen it it's him like on stage there are dancers and like Hulk Hogan is playing the guitar Quo- <laughs>
1: he's he's tri- he's Pretending to play the bass, I believe. Okay, the bass. That's why
0: I say guitar, the yes, question mark. Yeah, I like can yeah. never tell them apart. Um,
1: and then it was Macho, Macho Man, Man. Uh, Brutus and Barber, Beefcake, and Jake, no, not Jake Snake. Uh, uh, Rick Rude. is uh,
0: uh, Playing the saxes?
1: They were the, the trumpets and trombones. Uh, and see, then, I don't know the, the instruments. Yeah, I'm not going to okay. lie to y'all. It's okay. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, a couple of dudes pretending to play saxophone. One of them was moving their fingers in a way that maybe made it sound like he listened to the track before and knew where the <laughs> one to pretend. Um, but they were all holding it right. So at least give them that. There's Like that. someone trained them. Yeah. Vince
0: was like, I want to do a number and you, my yes. little puppets, yes. are,
1: mm-hmm. are gonna be yeah. my background people. I was expecting Miss Elizabeth to want to be one of the backup dancers, but she wasn't. Um, but I will say they did hold their saxophones correctly, which that girl from that show, In the Heights, did not. And that drove me crazy every single time I would see that commercial. I'm like you're holding it backwards. You can't even play like that. Sorry um
0: <laughs> tamara if for Are anyone who agreements. doesn't know is a is a band kid i'm a, yeah i'm a band nerd so hard it like, matters hard. to her it does it um, bothered me so much but yeah that's a really really beautiful um video you know it's less beautiful um like i said hulk hogan and terry funk were not really into their songs except hulk hogan ichiban um, is real catchy, but that's mm. because it's mostly other people oh, singing, sure.
1: not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you do and you don't <laughs> have to imagine him silently saying the n word in between phrases. Yeah.
0: I'm number one, Hulk Hogan, Ichiban. It's it's he's not saying that. No. Some cute girl is. Um, Lillian Garcia, I think most people know, can really sing, mm-hmm. yeah. but for some reason, I don't know if they like never marketed her like actual singing career I don't know if you know either like it seems like she did a lot of cool things but I never heard of like a yeah. body of work from her or anything yeah.
2: I don't know. I think she well. She made an album, right? I saw it at the Viper Room one time. Actually, Ooh. she was really great. Yeah, yeah. she can. She I mean, has an she's amazing. A, voice. I mean, she's a proper singer, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. She opened to for. To say that
2: any of the others aren't. Obviously, no, we can the, say the, that, that, that we about. <laughs>
0: we can. You You can. You <laughs> yeah, cannot sing, say that. Can New say well. She
2: came from. You know, that was like. Right. Her, she was a singer, and then yeah. she became. You know, the announcer, and she's right. still a singer, kind of
0: mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Yeah. She uh. She did the Summer Olympics in 1996. She opened for James Brown. And of course, she kills the national anthem. So yes. yeah, she's a yeah. great singer. Yeah. Um. So those were singers, actors. Um. Jesse Ventura became a politician, but that's yes. not as exciting. No. I don't really feel like talking about Jesse
1: it. the politician. Vin- yeah. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. yeah. I don't. You know. I, I kind of miss Jesse Ventura in the wrestling scape.
0: Uh. <laughs> I'm waiting for this one. Okay.
1: Because, I just. <laughs> He was just so weird with the snake and stuff. And then I also, because I think we talked about this last time where I found out that he was trying to unionize everybody and Hulk Mm, Hogan snitched mm, him out. mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I I think it'd be, I I miss him now even more than I did before. He
0: made me uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, Young
0: Sarah had a lot of weird things. No, but extremely fair. Yeah, because he
1: kind of skeeved me out a bit. But that's part of the reason, like all the characters that kind of weirded me out when I was a kid kind of ended up being my favorites. Interesting. Like, Undertaker wigged me the fuck out when he first started but I love the Undertaker. He's my favorite. It's like the best gimmick in the history of the world. Goldust weirded me out but he did not weird me out as much as he weirded everybody else out mm, and that's why mm-hmm. I liked him the most mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, please, make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then
2: who was the Tamara's
0: original idea for me when I first started training yeah. in wrestling. She's like, I want you to be female Goldust. Yeah, just, uh, I just want my... you to creep on everyone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, right. I'd love to. Well, this is why I was an Ultimate Warrior fan. Mm-hmm. This is like before I uncovered You know, that wrestling wasn't, you know, strictly real. Um, But like when they wrote about him, you know, the magazines, it was like, nobody knows where he comes Mm -hmm. from or what, like his background, he was this mysterious character and his name was the ultimate, he wasn't even a proper person, you know, and I thought that was so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of like if, you know, that was what got me me hooked in the first Mm -hmm. place. Just that, that mystique.
1: Yes. I like weirdness and I like mysteries. He Mm -hmm. reminded
0: me of my bicycle because I had the tassels <laughs> on my bike and he was like the same color as him. Oh, tra- uh, but yeah, he looks really, he's just got this great look. Yeah. Um, funny enough, The Undertaker I was super into and it's on brand for me. Yes, so. extremely on brand. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you like Kane too? I liked Kane slightly less mm. and for a terrible reason. Oh. I didn't like his body shape. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys at home can't see. I'm throwing up my yeah, hands because yeah. I don't don't ask me. I don't know why that bothered me.
2: Because it seems like he would be freaky, so that would yeah, be right up here, right? Because he's especially he's, with that thing with Katie Vick,
0: right? right.
2: <laughs> and he he's all in red, yeah, and yeah.
0: he's got long
2: hair. Mm-hmm,
0: he's
1: got the weird mask, right? But just,
0: he, he just
1: I didn't like his shape. And also, might <laughs> but it might also be the design that they put on the the leotard mm-hmm. because it wasn't it's. Maybe kind of in a weird. I don't know. It's very. Stri- if you guys have been following yeah. the podcast for a
0: while, you know I have a very distinct type. Yes, Kane should absolutely hundred percent be her that type. type. Which um, is also why he
1: is very much your
0: type. <sighs> Only when he stares at the chairs. Stares at the chairs. <laughs> um, that's gonna stares at the chairs. Man, we really need to make sure. I know. Um, podcasts have been a place where a lot of wrestlers have mm-hmm. seen um continued success mm-hmm. outside of wrestling. Uh, with the two most well-known being um, Steve Austin and, and Jericho, I would think.
2: Well, I would like to interject that Colt Cabana is probably the person who made podcasts famous in the first place. Mm-hmm. I have heard that before. Yeah. Can like you talk he a little started, more? He started the whole thing. Yeah. He made this po- podcast called Art, The Art of Wrestling, mm-hmm. and he went around and he interviewed all the different wrestlers, and he was doing it before anybody else was doing it. And then everybody jumped on the bandwagon. As they I like where we are.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: He's a, He's a marketing genius. It's I, true.
0: um, I, so those who know me again, know that I have a thing where if you put on like a hat, I don't recognize you anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It's uh, just, I'm very bad at recognizing I'm, people. I'm,
2: I'm like that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So
0: Colt Cabana was behind me <laughs> for an, and a merch table for an entire show. I did not realize it was Colt Cabana. (laughs) And so I was just interacting with him like I would interact with any man, just random man that was standing by me and talking every once in a while. So I'm a pretty sassy person. At the very end of the show, my boyfriend comes by and he says something to him and he's like, oh yeah, what were you and Colt Cabana talking about? And I was like, who the fuck is what <laughs> i wasn't talking to no uh, co- so yeah hopefully he doesn't hate me because as a wrestler i would have shown him a lot more respect like as a young wrestler meeting a veteran wrestler i would right. have been much more respectful to him <laughs> and instead i was just like what up jimmy jams let's talk about the tom and jerry that's on tv some bullshit you're old yeah you're old
1: <laughs>
0: um oh, so that's he my fault, enjoyed
2: anyway. you i
1: hope so <laughs>
0: <laughs> he seems wonderful, though. But yes, uh, wonderful. but yes, I did. I forgot that. But I did know that, that he was the one who kicked off wrestling podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the ways that um, that wrestlers have interacted with the, the entertainment world. And uh, I know oh. we, what we haven't talked about for you is like writing and directing at all. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And I was actually going to mention another person who mm-hmm. does that as well as John Hannigan. Oh, yeah. Aka John yes, Morris, yes, yes, yes. He's done, you That's know, some true. acting. He was also... He did a thing on uh, one of the Glow episodes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he also, he wrote and produced a whole movie that he starred in. Uh, yeah. He didn't direct it, but he yes. you know, Boone, called Boone the, the Bounty yes. Hunter, I Which, And I
1: can vouch for it. It's actually a very enjoyable film. Right? I mean, he almost died twice doing it, because he wouldn't let this, that man do what he was supposed <laughs> to do.
2: I was I was very impressed, yeah. I have to say. Yeah, I rented it on Amazon, and so... Um, a little bit of love for Boone the Bounty Hunter. If mm-hmm. you guys have Amazon rent it because yeah. it's worth it's worth watching. Kind of yeah. the there's only
1: I think one part where it's not him doing the stunts and it's th- there's a fall down a hill um, and he wanted to do it and um the producers and the directors never I hope gave. they just got
0: his face where like how many years of rolling down a hill do you have, John? <laughs> well, it's, it's
1: also it's also like we can't afford for you to die. Could right. you let the stuntman do his job, please? Right. Um, and so I hope he at relented. the end
0: of filming, he was like, "Hey guys, I just want to make an announcement."
1: And just threw himself down the hill.
0: Film this! You'll never stop me, ah. I'll live free, die well. Uh, so, so yes. you have done writing, and
2: in- I have. Yes, so I've done uh, a couple of short films. I made a web series mm-hmm. called "Red Red Light Diaries," which is on YouTube. that You can watch for free. Just Google "Red Light Diaries," and it'll come up. Watch the thing. Do it. Yeah, and I, I just really love creating. So definitely yeah
0: and I think that's something where it makes sense that wrestlers would find themselves in all these different mm-hmm. fields is because the heart of wrestling is you're creating yeah you're yeah creating
1: well it's also you know when you're on the indie scene especially you have to design your own merch so right designing is another like visual mm-hmm. thing that people and you know Bianca Belair uh one of our our podcast favorites mm-hmm. designs her own gear too I so. feel like I make yeah.
2: mine too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was, I was just like about the, to the, say, that. I mean, it's not much of a design to be, but like, but you know, it looks but amazing. it's amazing. So. But it still is. <laughs> I love your gear. Thank you. <laughs> like, even if it's a,
1: a, a, you know, what people consider a minimalist design, it's still a design and uh-huh. it still looks good and it looks great. Yeah. So, you know, you should be proud of that yeah. because there's a lot of people who have professional quote-unquote people designing their gear and they what, don't yeah. look
0: right. nearly as. that's good. what i'm about to say everyone i know whose gear i love when i ask them mm-hmm. who did your gear their answer is i did it
2: right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> but it's just like it's another creative thing to do you know mm-hmm. and then back to the writing and everything because you know because you're a writer too mm-hmm. and um i actually i wrote a lot when i was a kid mm-hmm. so when i was like Little, like five, six, we had a children's page in the mm. local newspaper and it'd have like some poems and short Aww, stories published. So cool. That was like the first thing I earned money for. So. Oh, that was man, like, the even paid job. It?
1: Was that in Germany? <laughs> yeah, was Man, in Germany. see
2: Germans are so far ahead.
0: Yeah. They're like, yeah, you ought to write. We'll even pay you for it, right. child. America's <laughs> like, hey, children, write this whole book. No, you don't get paid. You're lucky to get this publicity. You're, you're getting yeah. paid in exposure. <laughs> five year old yeah.
2: and it's awesome and then with like um producing or directing it's mm-hmm. like you get to see it's when you write obviously it's in your head you see everything in your head and then you get to actually put that out into the real world and it comes alive in front of you and that's i think for me that's the most amazing thing that I, could happen
0: definitely and and now i've dipped my toe into it mm. with the uh, the psycho sister short so now uh-huh. like i right. i totally get what you're saying it's like you you go from this is an idea and then you watch it happen and it's kind of no other feeling like it of mm-hmm. being right. like oh shit yeah
2: it's like <laughs> so. that's it's, it's like it's a baby that you yes. created mm-hmm. yeah but it came out with
0: less pain
2: right <laughs> well
0: <laughs> mental anguish <laughs> sure sure. <laughs>
1: sure but your body's okay but you,
0: but you're gonna go right back to the same shape that you were right. um so thank you so much for for joining us and, and for coming and, mm-hmm. and talking to us can you say one more time the name of um, your movie and then the name of the youtube series so people can go check it out
2: yeah so the movie is redcon one it will be out on may 7th on all the digital streaming platforms and then my web series is red light diaries and where can people find you on socials? It's Katarina's infamy, mm-hmm. all one word. Yes, yeah, so K A T A R A N A S I N F A M Y. Yeah, I got lost halfway through. Yeah, I know. That's great. I was like, I've had like four hours. it back in slow motion.
1: I had like four hours of sleep. I just, I was like, that's. I'm so impressed by you right now because I would not have been able to do that. I got
0: to the end and was like, boop, people. Um. So, everyone, we do have some slightly sad news. Um, But not too sad. So just hold on to your, your pants. Mm-hmm. Um, May is a really busy month for me because of wow. Um, We have to do a lot to prepare for the show. So as a result, we will not be doing the podcast uh, in the month of May. We're going mm-hmm. on a bit of a hiatus. Yes,
1: a little break. A hiatus. Yes, a uh, yacht of ha.
0: But in the meantime, we will still be writing articles for Mm nerdybutflirty.com. And if you haven't checked out our articles over there, you should because they're pretty dope. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got stuff that nobody else is doing. And I think that's what makes it interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And a shout out to the people who are helping us pay for our studio fee. Carrie, Dave, and an anonymous donor recently on Mm -hmm. our Ko-Fi. We would love to during this time also um, save, build up more money for the next few months studio fee, etc., um, so if you can help us with a donation, three dollars, it's just like buying us a coffee, mm-hmm. but we're gonna put it towards this fund. You'll see that the page is set up for it. So once again, that's ko-fi.com slash Sarah the Rebel. And uh, when you leave your donation, feel free to say specifically, like you know, this is for women wrestling friends podcast. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, thank you guys for listening and thank you for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Uh, even through this brief break, remember that we love you. And I don't love you. We do. I'm just kidding. I love, we're, I soft. we're soft. <laughs> I got glared soft. at by <laughs> <laughs> our producer just then. Because he knew you were lying. <laughs> lying liars who lie.
0: Uh, you can check out the podcast on allgames.com or iTunes. Remember to give us five stars. You can find us at Women Wrestling. f uh promote the heck out of us if you like now us tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, good. There's,
0: there's only one F. we yeah, were just doing okay. the for like the bit. <laughs> Uh
1: yeah, my uh you can you can get my tweets and my Instagrams, even though I don't post a lot of pictures all the time. It's at misfits Tomorrow. And uh you know go find me go find her <laughs> what's the
0: call to action and, um, and um, I like oranges yeah. and I'm Sarah the Rebel you can find me everywhere at Sarah the Rebel Sarah is H is God in the Bible intended we will see you
1: eventually soon sooner than you with think with a TM on Mwah. the end of it
0: Mwah. catch you later homie. bye bye, bye.